Welcome to Art Nature Science on the Binnaburra Cultural Landscape, the podcast that tells the story of the mountain's natural wonder through art making and exploring the creative spirit and celebrates the history and heritage of this magnificent World Heritage Area. My name's Michelle Walker and I'm joined today by Andrew Watson. As a printmaker, Andrew takes inspiration from the Japanese printmaking technique, geotaku, traditionally using fish. Andrew replaces fish with plants to produce hand-coloured botanical prints on rice paper. Andrew's also a former guide of the Binnaburra Lodge. Hello, Andrew. Hi, Michelle. It's a pleasure to be here this morning. It's great to have you join us. Can you share a brief overview of your journey as a printmaker, especially a bit more about geotaku? Yeah, my printmaking journey started back many, many, many years ago when I was a student at the Queensland College of Art. I really took inspiration and studied etching. Then full circle through nature and guiding, I went back to printmaking from painting. And a couple of years ago, before pandemic, I was in Japan and did a geotaku workshop and got really inspired by the whole thought of printmaking again. On return to Australia, lockdown does marvellous things for creativity. And instead of going out and buying fish, I wandered around the garden and thought, hmm, I can replace these fish with plants. And then just have developed over the last 12 months, a real love of printing on the rice paper and developing the whole technique and learning as I go. Beautiful. So... I expect Binnaburra would be a cornucopia of botanical inspiration for you. Tell us about how you found Binnaburra as an environment. Yeah, so with the workshop through the Art Science Nature Program of Binnaburra, we went for a short walk in the forest and, and we were looking at the chaos and the order of the forest and, and how light bounces around and you can take a big picture of it to to transfer into print or you can really concentrate on the really fine detail of you know the mosses and the lichens and and the small plants and just the whole forest has got so many different leaf shapes and color forms and everything so it was really an exciting journey to be just just walking through and seeing the beautiful forests to, to be able to take inspiration from that and then move into the printing when we got into the workshop. And part of your technique is hand colouring your prints, is that right? Yeah, so what I do is, a, is you look at a leaf, I'm oh, sorry, a, a branch, it could be just a single leaf, it could be multiple. And the interesting thing is, is every plant that you look at has two sides and you look at it and you think, which side is the right side to print? And then, so you, you ink it up. So the process is you, you roll your ink out or you dab the ink onto the plant, just depending on each individual shape, take an imprint of it onto the rice paper. And then once that part is dried and is ready, I then very, very gently hand color using either watercolor, gouache or acrylic. Um, each leaf and this is the beauty of it because one of the plants that's a gondwana plant from the rainforest in Lamington and Binnaburra is the coachwood and it's got a beautiful serrated edge on it and luckily in the garden there was a, a calicoma or, or coachwood growing and I did a as an example a print of this and then I've taken it home and I've developed this whole thing 
where I've actually thought, look at the shape of this. It reminded me so much of autumn leaves in Japan that I actually use that artistic license where I've hand colored it in the oranges and the reds. So it, a little bit of artistic license for something that we don't get in Australia. So it's really clear for me, listening to you talk about how your art sort of really steps off the inspiration that you get from the botany that surrounds you at Binnaburra. How did the participants in your workshop respond? What were they finding interesting and inspiring? Oh, the interesting story. I had nine participants, which some of them totally new to this. And if I can share one little story, there was a one of the participants that shared with me later, she said, I haven't, she used to draw and use pastels and things like that. And because of life getting busy with having children, she said, I haven't picked up any brushes or done anything. And this, the whole workshop had given her inspiration to start again. And it was Fantastic. also interesting. Yeah, it was also really, really interesting to to see the responses of how the participants went about things. Some of them didn't use the black ink, they used colour. So it was a nice take on what I do to individualise it for themselves. But, but it was really exciting to give them the confidence to be able to just go, yep, I can do this. So you said in your in your intro when I introduced you, you told me that you'd also been a guide at Binnaburra Lodge. How's that informed your art practice and did it help teach you a lot of plant names or what's the combination there that you think you're bringing? The, the guiding goes back for many, many, many years. I took my, I actually took my first guided walk as a 14 year old and it was a bird walk in Lamington National Park. And because birds fly away and they're hard to identify, uh, the tender age of 16. <laughs> but they was, talk to was, you and they tell you who they are. <laughs> I'd much rather they do than plants. <laughs> but plants are there. Tomorrow you can go back and hopefully the plant's there still. Oh, and, yes. except, uh, except when the canopy is like 60 metres up. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not convinced, yeah. Andrew. <laughs> I developed a love of plants and just how everything works together. Mm. And the inspiration came even when I was doing my postgrad and my etchings, I did a whole series on the rainforests. And it's always been an inspiration because the, the colour and the shape and, you know, you're looking at positives and negatives, like you look at through a tree and you look at the negative as well as the positive space. And I know that sound probably sounds a bit technical, but I'm sure no, people understand perfect. what I yep. mean. <laughs> Absolutely. It's funny because the one and only lithograph I ever did at QCA was on the rainforest. And in that sort of William Robinson, that beautiful artist from Southeast Queensland that used to wrap the forest around, almost like you're looking through a fisheye lens. So, you know, that was that was my take. And, and I think it's a magical subject matter for printmaking and for any art form, I think. Yeah. And I've been really, really lucky to, through my guiding you know, guide in some absolutely beautiful, beautiful forests. It's a lovely experience to have a guide who enjoys the forest that they're in or the, the place that they're in. It's so infectious. So you did your first bird walk when you were 14. Can I rudely ask what era that was? Was that in the 70s, 80s, 90s? That was in the 70s. You and I so... are the same era. I'm sure we've crossed paths. <laughs> Okay, so let me ask you a couple of fun rapid fire questions. Don't think, just tell me the first thing that comes to mind. 
If you had to sum up Binnabara in one photo, what would it be? In one photo, it would be sunrise over the valley. Mm, beautiful. What does art, nature, science mean to you? A fantastic opportunity to meet some incredible people. Yay. Creativity is? Creativity is everything around us. Mm. Wonderful. And what's inspiring you right now, Andrew? What's inspiring me right now is I'm working on a series from the Heathlands, funny enough, and taking inspiration from Dave's Creek. Mm, the, the, the Montane beautiful... Heath. Yeah. Such a special bit of that national park, isn't it? And there's not much yeah. of that Montane Heath around. My favourite walk in the park because of the, you know, you go through six different forest communities. And the great thing about Montane Heath is you can see the top of the plants and you can identify yes. them. It's not this canopy kind of conundrum that I have when I go into the rainforest and I'm looking at, you know, a two metre high bit of bark. I love that uh, walk as well. It's one of my favourites. So is there anything else that you'd like to add, Andrew, before we wrap up? Just going back to my um, my very first bird walk, I do remember another bird walk, which I'd love to share this story with you. Please And do. the listeners is a, at Binnabar, I was doing a, a walk down to Lower Ballandui Falls and I had a, a young couple that was so in love and he was out. He'd never bushwalked, but she was a bushwalker and a bird watcher and to impress her he'd gone on this walk and we were walking along and down through those beautiful picker bean palms and I heard a wampoo pigeon call and I said shh what's that I just heard a wampoo and very very quietly he whispered in my ear Andrew what's a wom and what does it sound like when it poos oh, <laughs> and I, I think beautiful. that was a beautiful story <laughs> Oh, and there's such a special bird to hear. So that would have been very exciting for you as a birding guide. Yes. <laughs> but what a great response, one you'd never expect. And love, they love went that. on to get married. So I had a part yeah. in their little, their, <laughs> their love. <laughs> in their courtship over a wampoo. Yes. How yep. can people find you, Andrew? What's the way they can connect with you and your art practice and see more of your printmaking? Through my Instagram account, which mm -hmm. is nice and simple, Andrew Watson underscore art beautiful thank you so much for chatting to me today i love that you and i share some crazy opposites in the way that we see lamington and binnaburra's rainforest and bird life and it's great to hear your stories of your guiding career because that's something that i also loved a lot doing morning bird walks was such a joy up at binnaburra yeah no it's been a pleasure i've really really enjoyed our chat thank you andrew and my second guest today to help continue exploring this idea of the impressions and light of nature is artist Hella Cook. She's very interested about the sensory perception of light and nature, and she often immerses herself in natural environments like Binnaburra, where she creates ephemeral textile installations. The exploration and experience inspire her paintings back in the studio. Hella, who holds a Bachelor of Fine Art with honours, has had exhibitions and artist residencies in Australia, Italy and Denmark. Welcome, Hella. Thank you, Michelle. I'm so grateful that you had time to join us today. I'd love to hear a bit about your creative journey because you've done some very interesting things and I'm sure the listeners would also like to hear more about that. Sure. Back in late 2007, we moved to Australia with our three sons. 
And I thought this is a wonderful opportunity to go back and study fine art. Lately, spending a lot of time at Binabara among the forest and uh, facilitating the Light of Nature painting workshop. Um, so what I was really interested in is the light and how the sensory experience of light alters how one feels. And I notice that a lot because I've been every year, at least once a year, traveling between uh, Northern Europe and Australia. And every time I just thought, you know, the light and places, it's so different, not only how it looks, but more so how it makes you feel and how the effect of it alters your state <laughs> and even my painting and I thought that was also an interesting metaphor for language, culture, society, politics, everything basically. So yeah. it became a lot about light. So you told us that you recently ran a workshop at Binabara, part of the Art Nature Science program, which was very exciting. Tell, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, there was a call out through Binabara and uh, through Renata. And as soon as I saw that, I thought like that's got me written all over it. <laughs> so um, art, nature, science, interlink in, in every way. I just thought, yeah, this is an avenue where I can use my fascination and my love for Binabara, for life, for the nature, for environment, and share that with participants and the title light of nature painting workshop that was basically what it was about so that was like a good descriptor and I think what really appealed to participants was that I said this is for everyone you don't need to know how to paint or it doesn't really matter this is about the enjoyment of creating about mindful observation of light of nature and connecting through these aspects in the beautiful forest of Binabara. Mm. And so what were some of the comments that participants made that stood out for you? A few of the participants said, the last time I picked up a paintbrush was when I was 10. And I thought, that's just perfect because <laughs> now we can explore and 10 is when your critical mind sits in around that time and that's when you start doubting what you're doing. So at this workshop, it was all about creating, uh, even with closing your eyes, if you got a bit stuck and thinking about nature, mark making, but not necessarily about the outcome. Um, so some of the feedback was that participants said we could not have done this without the workshop because it sort of gave us that permission to play and to not doubt and care so much about the outcome but more the enjoyment of the process sounds wonderful well anything else from the workshop or your time at Binabara making art that you'd like to share with us yeah I mean every time I come to Binabara I, it's like if you felt a bit overwhelmed a bit stressed by urban life and working life or whatever it might be you come to Binabara and time seems to matter differently. It's more fluid. Um, 
I feel a great sense of somewhat relaxation, but more curiosity and, you know, eagerness to go into the forest. And I think that was what the workshop was very much about, about connecting with nature in a group and to place as well and celebrating everything that Binabar is about uh, because I feel uh, art, nature, science, but it's also about the community and connection to place. And another thing I was sort of uh, reflecting on was how scientists now actually finally <laughs> believe in trees communicating with one another. And I, I feel this, I, you know, that's, I feel like they communicate with us, so I communicate with them. And so I think that's an interesting aspect as well. So we had little topics like that, that we contemplated and, you know, reflected on in the workshop. So it was a, a dialogue as well. Mm. So what's next for you? Denmark. Finally, after three years, I get to uh, go home and uh, to my other home and see my parents, my siblings. And part of that, I will do some travel around Europe, some hiking to Mont Blanc, and also an artist residency in it's called Holofgo. <laughs> and it's uh, in Denmark. It's my third time I'll be artist in residence. So I'll be away for nearly three months. Uh, on this journey and you'll be enjoying the summer in the northern hemisphere while we're getting in front of the fire at Binnaburra I know I know <laughs> yes certainly coming into those very light nights I guess that's when the light really also plays in you know I get to experience it on the other side of the world and coming midsummer it doesn't get dark till just before midnight and it hardly gets real dark so yeah, I'm I'm moving towards the light. <laughs> Not like the darkness you get on a really, really moonless night in the middle of the rainforest. That's incredibly dark, isn't it? Like you cannot see the hand in front of your face. Oh yeah. And yes, it's so amazing if it's oh, yeah. uh, if you get to see the sky and the stars yeah. are just they just stand out. They yeah, do. I mean. I'm excited about going, but I actually, during the pandemic, I've really enjoyed Queensland winters because uh, before that, every winter I would take off <laughs> and go overseas. So, um, and Binabara, yeah, it's so nice to go there and be able to put your, your jacket on and yeah, yeah. at the fire. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you for joining me today, Hella. And for everyone listening, I will make sure that there are links to her contact details that you can follow along, watch her photos as she posts them on Instagram, and of course, connect with her on her website. I wish you all the best. Have a fantastic time in Europe. I'm a little bit jealous. I haven't done any travel for a few years either, so the feet are a bit itchy. And we look forward to seeing you back when you're home to hear all your stories from your travels. Thank you so much, Michelle, for the opportunity and for chatting. It's been a real delight. Thank you. It has. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. The producers and artists on this podcast acknowledge the traditional owners of the Binnabar area and Lamington National Park, the Yugambeh Language Group. We also thank Catherine Slingsby for the podcast's theme music, an excerpt from her piece, Sweet Dream. 